well as I know you and which is not all the way because you never really totally know somebody as much as you but, can I guess but I don't think honestly that there is any person alive that would trust you with the uh extensive job of organ harvesting I don't think that's a, a job that you call James Moreno for no but I got I got I got this thing called I know a guy <laughs> Well, that's fair, but I mean, as far as like you personally oh, God, harvesting no. organs, <laughs> I would not want to receive any of the organs I have harvested. Well, no, because they're going to be the wrong ones. Because you'll forget to write it down, and you're going to come and like I, I brought a few different things. I brought the pancreas, and I got a liver, and I, I James, think we asked you for kidneys. Four times. Wait, why did you bring us? You know what? Give us the fifty thousand dollars back. James, yeah. give me back my money. Yeah, I, I, I let me go to my car and get get it. No, give me my money. Give me my prepaid organ money. Okay, let me squat down and shit it out, buddy. Yeah, I, I, I brought a human penis. You said you wanted organs, so organs it is. <laughs> just, just a satchel full of dismembered wangs. I bought an additional islets of Langerhorns. You know how hard those are to get. Appreciate what I've done for you here today. This is artistry, my friend. Oh, Christ. (laughs) James getting upset with his organ purchaser because he got the wrong thing and then went on the offensive. Hell yeah. I've noticed, though, that... When in doubt, attack. Oh, that's... I've gotten through a good amount of life, actually, with that. Like, I'm not a super, like, aggressive dude, Mm -mm. but I will absolutely meet aggression with aggression because I'm not going to back down from that. Absolutely. And especially, like, I love doing it to people, like, in just random situations. Like, when I was working in restaurants, you know, like, hey, how long on whatever? Like, two minutes! (laughs) All you have to do is just give an actual answer authoritatively and Mm -hmm. people will shut the fuck up. Well, I get, I get a kick out of it, too, because everybody who knows me knows I'm a fucking goofball, right? Mm-hmm. But were you to not know me and to see me and hear me yelling or doing whatever I do, I've been told I can occasionally be intimidating, so yeah. I don't deal with it very often. Because you're not, like, an exorbitantly large man, but Mm-mm. you, like I said, you're not even, like, fat or muscular, really, Mm-mm. but you do strike an imposing uh, oh, I- yeah. image, yeah, I just realized I, I'm 6'2", and I do weigh about 200 pounds. Mm-hmm. So and you've got a real angry face. Yes, yes, yes. I have uh, fuck you eyebrows. Oh, it, absolutely. It's like, That's why I wear glasses the way I wear, the, the style of glasses that I wear, because it takes the edge off of my eyebrows. Uh-huh. When I take them off, I, I, I look very um, angry and intimidating, yes. It, like... Uh, Back in the day when you would show up all unkempt with your wily hair. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, James doesn't look terrifying until he like gives you a stare with that wily, crazy hair. Ah, yes. I have a picture of me. Somebody had taken with my hair just out in the, the full beard. And, mm-hmm. and, and I was sitting down and I just looked up and I flipped the finger. And I saw that picture and I'm like, oh, fuck. I don't want to deal with that. Oh, that's me. Yeah, so. Uh, speaking of bearded men doing lewd things that I don't want to have to deal with. Hey, everybody, welcome to Horror Vomit. We're talking about horror movies so you don't have to. 
My name is Chris Pfeff, and I am one of your hosts. You made me snort. I hate you in the fucking neck. And I am James Marino, and I'm the other one of your hosts. And today, uh. ladies and gentlemen, part two, Rob Zombie Double Feature. Last week, we covered The Lords of Salem, and we are moving on to Rob Zombie's next film, 2016's 31. Written and directed by Mr. Robert Zombie. Mm-hmm. Starring, of course, Sherry Moon Zombie. Well, it wouldn't be a Rob Zombie movie without Sherry Moon. As Charlie. Uh, it's pretty much the same cast as uh, Lords of Salem. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Daniel Phillips as Roscoe. And Richard Brake as Doomhead. <laughs> now, I uh, usually we cut cast a little short so we can get on with it, but... Uh, this has a fucking pretty studded cast, honestly. Uh, so I wrote down a whole bunch of them. Uh, oh, yeah. Malcolm McDowell. Mm-hmm. Fucking screen legend Malcolm McDowell's kind of here. Yeah. Uh, Meg Foster, again. Oh, yeah. Uh, Judy Geeson, again. She was the uh, landlady. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lawrence Hilton Jacobs. Uh, Hi there. A, a guy who's been in every television show ever. Freddie Boom Boom Washington. Uh, Kevin Jackson. Mm-hmm. Got your Tracy Walter, the crazy old man holding the sign. Mm-hmm. And you got porn star Ginger Lynn. Oh, God, yeah. Uh-huh. And E.G. Daly. Uh, I was going to say, but that that's just kind of supporting cast. And I do want to talk about, uh, we'll get into it, but just the heads, we'll call okay. them. So you got your Richard Brake as Doomhead. Richard Brake, fantastic fucking actor. I don't. What what would I have seen him in? Uh, he is in this. He uh, plays the chemist in Mandy. Okay. He is in the. Uh, it's a newer film. A uh, barbarian came okay. out last year, I believe. <coughs> Richard Brake's a fantastic actor. Oh yeah. He's really really good actually. Uh, we got a uh, Pancho Moller as Sickhead. Mm-hmm. Again, we'll get into this later, but fantastic acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Urry as Schizohead. You may remember him as the meth head who gets the ATM dropped on him in Breaking Bad. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, Lou Temple as Psychohead. He was uh, Tim, the guy that brewed beer in The Endless. Oh, Jesus. Uh, let's see. We got Torsten Vogues as Deathhead. He is the German from The Big Lebowski, the real tall German nihilist. Yes, yes, yes. Yep, that's him. And E.G. Daly. Hell the yeah. Sex head. Uh, e. Tommy Daly. fucking Pickles. Tommy Pickles, Buttercup from Powerpuff Girls. Hell yeah. Uh, Dottie in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <coughs> so, is. I mean, this is a cast. Oh, hell yeah. So, uh, James, mm-hmm. I usually have a question for you. I don't feel like <laughs> fiddle faddling around with it. Fuck this movie. <laughs> right in the goddamn neck. <laughs> this movie fucking sucks. <coughs> Fuck and yeah. I didn't consider myself a big Rob Zombie fan, Mm -hmm. just generally speaking, before this. Mm -hmm. After watching these two films back-to-back and realizing that, like, I I mean, I think I said it before, but I like Thunder Kiss 65 as much as the next red-blooded American. Mm -hmm. But as a whole, kind of fuck Rob Zombie. Yeah. I, I, I don't really like anything that he makes, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, again, I mean... House of a Thousand Corpses. It's fine. Yeah, and uh, what was the other one? Devil's Rejects. Yeah, those... Which, again, I haven't watched in 10 years, and I was thinking about going back and watching it to see if it is actually 
as good as I remember. Because I remember that being, like, the pinnacle of, like, oh, this Rob Zombie aesthetic really came to life in this movie. Yeah, but as hard as, as, hard as he stepped on my dick with this movie, I, I, I'm not going to be fucking with any of his stuff again for a while. No. And it, I fucking hated this movie, James. Mm-hmm. This is a real rough one to get through. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you heard twist, me. Twist? I think this might be his best made film. Technically speaking, the craftsmanship, mm-hmm. craftsmanship, I'm not talking about the content, I'm just talking about uh, camera placement, right. uh, building tension, which is something that he's kind of failed at before, Yeah, building tension, some of the shot selections, mm-hmm. fantastic. This might be his most uh, accomplished film, in my opinion, anyway. Technically. As far as a technical yeah. film, yeah. as far as setting up, you know, what are we looking at? Uh, the use of lighting and whatever else, like... I think it might be his most accomplished film. Space lighting, mood. One of the, still one of the worst movies that I've ever seen in my life. I hated this so fucking much, James. So I, I'm sorry for going on that long No, 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 thing. it's okay because... I, I will let you talk now. No, because I was pressed. <clears throat> this movie, I was down for the count. It was irritating me up to a point. Then it did the, the one thing that I... Well, we fucking don't do in movies. Do you guys spit on your grave shit? Mm. And the idea that that woman had been there for a year, mm-hmm. tied down, and I was just like, I'm done with this fucking movie. Yeah. I am done with this movie because I was, I didn't like it. When you mentioned technically, it's a, it's gorgeous. You know, the, the it, film it's, does it's what it does. It's his best work. Right. But I mean, the movie. In my is, opinion. Right, right. But having said that, <clears throat> I was along for the ride. I'm like, What's missing? Because it wasn't hitting. Because he's visually done similar things that hit me, that oh, worked oh, for me. We'll fucking get into but that. But there was not that tongue in cheek. There wasn't that sense of humor. There wasn't that anything to it. And then when they fucking did that, and then they did the other thing I don't fucking like. Yeah. That it was all a dream bullshit. I'm like fuck a bunch of all of this. So. This is my estimation of this film. Mm -hmm. Being 37 and knowing that this was written by either 50 or rapidly approaching 50-year-old man, Mm -hmm. this is dog shit, James. This is the kind of movie that is really fucking cool when you're 15 and you think that your Slipknot t-shirt is freaking out all your parents and Mm -hmm. their friends. That is the kind of person that i really feel like this is made for because there's nothing shocking enough to actually like get to me like right. a speak no evil where it's just like you know the constant microaggressions and we're mm-hmm. like oh these are fucking evil people right it's not extreme enough like a high tension where you sit back and go jesus fucking christ it's right. some of the violence right the story is almost non-existent Mm-hmm. And the only thing that he can really hang his hat on on this is that he made a movie for new metal kids. <coughs> that that's about it. Yeah, I guess. And and again, that whole aesthetic. I talked about aesthetic last week. I'd liked a lot of aesthetic, but when it got to the new metal aesthetic part, and and it took away from like that classic horror look that you know that feel to me. And that's where that was where it lost me because that was way way far out of any scene I'd ever been to. And also, I would like to point out that Lords of Salem was kind of a departure from his uh, repertoire, his usual mm-hmm. gimmick. Comparatively, a masterpiece. 
Uh, again, I think the filming of this is a little better, but it, yeah, much better story. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he probably got a lot of flack about like, hey man, that's not like what your brand is. So he went right back to the same old, same old, same old, mm-hmm. recycling a lot of his own ideas, mm-hmm. a lot of his own sh- shots. And like I said, I, I've talked about how the filmmaking's better, I think, on average. Mm-hmm. But he still does the same Rob Zombie bullshit, the freeze frames to make it look like comic book panels, mm-hmm. and the uh, grainy, uh, uh, like, yeah. home movie footage. Right. And all that shit. Like, you're dipping back into your own well and really, really hard. And for, okay. What <coughs> I had to figure out what made transgressive behavior in these horror movies okay for me to watch. He didn't give me any of that. No. Uh, dear Mr. Zombie, mm-hmm. uh, just doing the most horrible shit, I guess, that you can think of doesn't make your film edgy. Mm-hmm. Your character's constantly just saying fuck doesn't make your film edgy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get into the heads, but the shit that he does on those does not make it edgy. Right. None of this is... Believe you me, and we'll get into this. I was offended by this movie. Mm-hmm. My sensibilities, at least, were offended, mm-hmm. but nothing was so extreme or clever or witty or biting or any of that shit that makes this <coughs> remotely worth sitting down. I will never watch this movie again. <laughs> so, um, do you have anything to say before we really get into this? Anything, just other general opinions before we really dive into this? Hmm. Um, try not to give you the air, but um, there's a bunch of stuff, but I think we'll get to it as we talk about whatever we're going to talk about. Because I, I know you're champing at the bit. You got some shit. I sure fucking am. <clears throat> so, uh, the introduction to all of our characters. Mm-hmm. Or our uh, our core uh, protagonists, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. They're unlikable people. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, they're kind of gross and shitty. And I understand that that's the Rob Zombie aesthetic. But just right off the bat where I don't like any of your characters, now I don't give a fuck what happens to any of them. And, and it was within the first 10 minutes that I just went, I don't like these people. I will counterpoint you. For one thing and one thing only. Up until the Meg Foster scene where it's uh, money, money, juicy. Oh, Jesus Christ. Up until that fucking point. Uh, those were carnies. Yeah. And those, the conversations, and I'm sitting there going, I've sat in the back of overheated goddamn campers with these motherfuckers. He, that, I was like, wow, he really got into, he, he hit the aesthetic down to the camper. Yeah. And down to, oh, shit, who's fucking, you know, the whole, and I was like, okay, yeah, that's, that's a day in the life. So I was, that actually drew me in. Right, but. Until the, the Meg Foster scene, well, I'm like, oh, jeez. Just the dialogue in this scene alone is kind of what immediately tips me off to, it. like, oh, I don't like his writing style just mm-hmm. in general. Uh, you know, the, uh, well, you want to do a new gorilla thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you even have a gorilla? Yeah, it's in my pants. I call it King Dong. Like, <laughs> man, I hate this movie already. I hear you. Like, I, 
I don't find any of his writing to be witty or clever. Mm-hmm. It, it's uh, juvenile at yeah. best. What would have made this movie interesting is if they were, again, that group, but they were the group from, let's say, House of a Thousand Corpses. And they somehow got bushwhacked, and now there are these killers against those killers. Right. And then I don't give a fuck who dies. I just want to see how you died. That would have, I would have been. That would have made this movie cool as shit. And you mm-hmm. just camp it the fuck up. So mm. out of my anger, I forgot the very introductory scene with Doomhead, oh, with yeah. Richard Brake, his close up. Mm-hmm. So again, it starts with decent framing of him walking in, like not out of frame, but out of focus, mm-hmm. and walking into frame. All that's fine. That shows kind of a progression of filmmaking because the way it's shot is really creepy. Mm. Now, again, Richard Brake, love him. I think he's a fantastic actor. And I think he is good in this movie. Mm -hmm. I think his performance is good. However, it reminds me of, uh, I believe it was uh, Harrison Ford when talking about Star Wars. The Oh yeah, you can write that shit, but you can't say it. Mm -hmm. It sounds ridiculous. And... The very first thing that it brought to my mind, this was made in 2016. Mm-hmm. Dark Knight was, I believe, 2004 or 5. Mm-hmm. This character type was very cool and interesting back when Chris Nolan did it in The Dark Knight. It's the Joker. Yeah. It's a straight up fucking ripoff of the Joker. See, and I didn't think of that till the end of the movie, but then, then it irritated me even more. Uh-huh. Again, this... He's trying to write a witty madman. And whereas I don't think Chris Nolan completely nailed it with uh, Heath Ledger's Joker, it was better Mm -hmm. because none of this is witty. It's not humorless. Exactly. But, But he's trying to put this spin of like, oh, he's actually like... He's a scumbag murderer, but he's kind of a smart guy because he's got this whole thing to say about cockroaches and how he's not a fucking clown. It also reminded me a lot of the uh, uh, Brad Pitt speech from Fight Club. Mm -hmm. You are not your fucking khakis because they start to do the shaky cam when he starts to get upset. Oh, don't that fucking shaky cam. I goddamn hate it. So long story short. This uh, group with, uh, you know, uh, Sherry Moon and Meg Foster and Mm -hmm. uh, the goofy radio DJ friend from Lords of Salem uh, and and the two other black fellows who we'll get into that Mm -hmm. later. They uh, they're traveling to a new town and they are abducted. Although I will have to say. I really like the staging and the way yeah. those scarecrows looked in the road. And the minute I saw it, I'm like, oh, you guys are all figgity fucked. Uh-huh. And it does just kind of show like an advancement of his filmmaking abilities, too, mm-hmm. because it looks good. Hell yeah. That part looks cool. And I like actually how they quick cut it because it's supposed to be full of commotion. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be a very like desperate scene. And again, I think he cut it well. Like it was edited well. Yeah, because it's supposed to be confusing. It's supposed to be frenetic which is what's supposed to be happening and it intimates more freneticism than is so this is all good stuff yeah uh-huh so, so I, they then awaken mm-hmm. in whatever the fuck building this is mm-hmm. and they're all chained up and they're going to play a game mm-hmm. james 
All of this is uh, explained by Malcolm McDowell in a powder wig, which usually should get my rocks right off. They committed a mortal sin. How the fuck do you have Malcolm McDowell and not let him Malcolm McDowell it the fuck up? Yeah. How do you put Malcolm McDowell in a powdered wig and old-timey fop makeup and not let him Malcolm McDowell out? No, he was just like, blah, 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 blah. That'd be like hiring Tim Curry and saying like, yeah, just keep it kind of restrained into a minimum. Okay. No, you don't do that. You let him go nuts. Uh, Mr. Walken, (laughs) what I'd like you and Mr. Curry to both do is tone it down. Um, Can you not pause between there? You, you, you just... Phrase it on a calm level. We, we'll, we'll, we'll fix it in post, okay? I just want... No, you don't fucking do that. No. So, uh, w- l- let's just talk about this little council. Because we're going to probably jump all the way th- through the movie. Mm-hmm. So, they're playing a game called 31. It's him and two other elderly, foppish women. Mm-hmm. And they're clearly, you know, the rich. Playing mm-hmm. with the lives of the poor. Yada, yes, yada, yada. We, we're going to place bets upon the lives of these poor okay. individuals. Mm-hmm. I have questions. And it's uh, from... They're, all the... Uh, our central cast is given odds. Mm-hmm. So, why is it called 31. Because it happened on Halloween. That's it? Yeah. October 31st, 31. Okay, well, that answers one of my questions. Okay. What are they betting on? On who dies first and when they'll die and who will kill them. But there's only one point where uh, Malcolm McDowell shoves his gigantic coins representing whatever uh, money that they're playing for or whatever into the pentagram circle. And this is when they've already killed several of the heads and a few of the members of the party are dead. I think what you're doing, is, to me, what I'd seen is I'd have just assumed up until that point that they were making bets on each one. So, okay, we got, uh, we got uh, Pee Wee Hitler. Who's got odds? Who's going to die here? We got these odds. Place your bets. Boom. Next one. Such and such is coming out. It's like fucking running, man. I, th- th- I was going to get to that, that this is just horror running, man. Mm-hmm. The theme of it's dog shit. Yep. But anyway, but I was very confused. What are they taking bets on? Because you can't say on who will survive because at the end, the woman asks, so what's the protocol if there's a survivor? Because that's clearly never happened before. Right. So what the fuck are you betting on? on like- and against who? Who is paying these odds? There's no... <laughs> Again... It's the flimsiest storytelling, which if you're going to set that up and then go back into it at the end and try and show us these people in their regular lives and make it this part of this film, explain what the fuck they're doing. Hmm. Because they change the odds throughout the game to reflect how fucked up each person is, but clearly no one's ever survived this. Mm-hmm. So they're not betting on anything, right? Right. Well, but you see, to me, even though I disliked it, the premise, etc., and the acting and all this shit involved with it, it gave me just enough to keep me interested and fill in the blanks. But because I dislike this movie, fuck what they did. If it had been another, let's say it had done what I liked, which is have, you know, the group of bad guys versus the group of bad guys, and who gives a fuck if they win? You know what I mean? Then I would have filled it. Yeah, they've been betting in between. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there's, they've got a, the syndicate did it, you know? The Illuminati happened, you know? 
Right, but they say that like the odds are revised, so that they're not playing for each round. I don't think. Yeah, because that's why they revised the odds. Okay, such and such did. Now these things, and we've seen what they can do. The odds are revised because such and such we thought were going to die, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. So they recalibrate. It's like a horse race. We made it through the first heat. Now we're going through the second heat. It's the Kumite. Yeah. You know? So they're betting in each round. that Obviously, the odds will change between, okay, well, such and such got killed. Well, usually he killed three and four the first time. We haven't had him die first in a while. You know what I mean? So they have to recalibrate the odds because these guys always killed 10 people, you know? So it made sense to me in the, in the, in the scheme of the movie, but because I didn't like the movie, I looked at it negatively. Right, but also, I mean... These are enormous odds. Like, I think... Wait, at one time, something million to one? Yeah, Sherry Moon was like a million to one. Okay, who's paying out this bet and a million to one that she will... What? You're going to pay a million dollars that this beat-up woman is going to die to to your best killer? But they don't know what's going to happen if someone survives, so they couldn't bet on it. Again... Uh, I'm sorry. I, I don't need to dig into this on a movie this stupid, but when that's your basic premise that these people are playing a game... The most dangerous game. Yeah, explain your fucking game. Because it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Right. Well, this if this could have had like those 50s EC comic vibe, like a lot of his other movies, like Tales from the Crypt, and they got their comeuppance at the end, or they have a morality or just something in there. Anything. It, it lacked anything but visual. It was like... In fact, you know what you know what pissed me off? A lot of things. Yeah, but <laughs> most of this movie. They used the exact same round set, but they replaced the melee moon with a spatter pattern or a spatter pattern. It was the exact same room. Mm-hmm. Like, oh shit, they used their room again. I mean, that's fine. As I long know. as you're changing the set deck. Ah. I mean, that's just a money saving precaution. I, I don't uh tick him for that. I do, because it just irritated me. So, all right. Let's let's really get into this. Oh, Christ. Okay. I wanted to turn this off immediately upon the unveiling of the very first head. Mm-hmm. Sick head. Mm-hmm. This is what makes me think that uh, Rob Zombie's just kind of a real piece of shit edgelord. Mm-hmm. Because, all right, well, you're going to have this world-class killer. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And he's a little person. Mm-hmm. All right, that's fine. But he also speaks Spanish. South American Spanish. Uh, all right. I guess that's fine. Where, where do they oh, think half the Nazis went to? And, and he's also obsessed with Adolf Hitler, enough so that he has an enormous swastika painted on his stomach, and they later find a Nazi shrine. James, go fuck yourself, Rob Zombie. <laughs> In my head, it made sense because he's from Argentina, I think. No, it makes sense. That's where all the Nazis sense. went. Okay. Regardless of it making sense, he is supposed to be... All of these murderers are supposed to be portrayed as, like, kind of cool. Or at least, like, whoa, look at this. It's mind-blowing, kind of, like, weird or whatever. Oh, yeah, and then he had the clown phase. Yeah. Uh, Okay. James? Yeah. What's cool about Nazis? Nothing. Why the fuck was that part of this? I don't know. Why do you think that... I'm not talking to you, obviously. I'm addressing Mr. Zombie right now. Why do you think that that's okay to put in a film? Do you think that it makes it cool and edgy? Because it doesn't. And I'm 
don't mean to be one of these snowflake libs, but you know what? If you think that is like cool and edgy and something that you really needed to add to your film, you know what? I do find that offensive to my sensibilities because you're not trying. You're not trying to be creative. You're going, oh, this will be neat. This will blow people's minds. No, it won't. It's fucking Nazis. Right, because you take a look at the idea behind this. If you want to take a look at it as a... A lot of movies, they'll put a Nazi in there because it's okay to kill Nazis. Because mm-hmm. fuck them, right? Yeah. Well, they this movie didn't need that. They could have kept them all straight clowns and they're all fucking psycho killers. Fuck them. They didn't need that. So that tells me that it was there for the visuals. Who are those visuals for? Exactly. Anybody who's like, fucking yeah, Nazis, well, they need to get the right the fuck out of here and why are you pandering to them? Mm-hmm. You know? And that is a hundred percent. I and I, I don't. Th- I'm uh, exaggerating here, of course, for podcast effect. But that kind of sums up to me Rob Zombie's whole aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Look at this crazy thing! Like, nope, that's not crazy. That's not uh, edgy or cool or whatever you think it is. Mm-hmm. You're using Nazi symbolism and imagery to. Uh, uh, try and enhance this character. Mm-hmm. You didn't need to do that. That's your sensibilities shining through there, Rob Zombie. And again, I'm not one of those people that like I was offended by this. But you know what? I kind of do find shit like that offensive. Right? Fuck you. Because there, there's an idea of transgressive or shock value within a milieu of a movie. We've seen it happen. We've seen very transgressive acts in movies portrayed. Right. But there was a reason for them. There was an overall arching, you know, point to whatever that we were seeing. So it didn't make it okay. I mean, it still disturbs me some of the things that we've watched. However, again, in the scheme of movies which allowed me to watch it. Here, it's transgressiveness for the sake of transgressiveness. And it's not even that transgressive. It's just offensive. Yeah, it's Sid Vicious wearing his swastika t-shirt right. for interviews and shit. Like, no, that's not cool. It's not hip. It's not edgy. You're not devaluing the uh, the symbolism because, you know, it it shouldn't stand for that. It should stand for a mockery. No, you still put swastikas in your mm-hmm. movie and highlighted them. And fuckheads still think it's them. cool. It bothers me to no end, mm-hmm. James. Because again, when we watch Green Room, you remember the that uh like really super fucking terrifying red haired Nazi like skinhead? Yes, yes. That's how you do that. Yeah. You do not add this fantastical element of, oh, he's a little person who speaks Spanish and carries these two knives that he drags down the hallways. Mm-hmm, Freddy Krueger. Yeah. No, you throw swastikas on top of that, that it tells me exactly who you are as a person and fuck you. Mm-hmm. Fuck you right out the door. I'm sorry. That That's when I wanted to turn this movie off. Had we not already been committed to this, I... Honestly, tried to warn you. I I really wanted to text you and say, James, we're not doing this because that angers me so goddamn much. Dude, I told you that again when they lead with the movie where they say his wife Gloria, whatever, and then they show her and then they take the thing off and we have to see her naked and full of blood with the idea that she's been there since the last year Halloween. And I was so fucking offended. I was already offended there, but I was so fucking offended. 
that I, I that's when I said, dude, I don't want to have to do this movie. But you're like, hey, we we're in it, we're yeah. in it to win it, and I'm like, god damn it, okay. June, uh, we'll skip past the rest of Sickhead for just a second and move on to that. Um, do you know how that was like that sort of theme? Do you remember Wolf Creek? Yeah. Where he had the like basically the torso up on the wall. Right. That's how you do that correctly. Right. That's how you make some sick shit like that. Actually, like negative, like make you view the character that is supposed to be evil negatively. Yeah. But not when they're a raucous hillbilly motherfuckers and we're gonna fuck all your holes. We're gonna fuck your pussy hole. We're gonna fuck your tight little brown butthole. Again. This is not edgy. It's not clever. Mm-mm. It's not like off the wall funny. And this it's is not transgression with a point. No. And again, it's not. I don't mean to sound like an old fuddy duddy, but yeah, it is offensive. Mm-hmm. It is offensive to my sensibilities. When if you were an adult writing that, you would look all that over and go, "Fucking no." Absolutely not. And you I, need to either cut the rape shit and make it just completely over the top and nuts mm-hmm. and kind of funny gore, mm-hmm. or you need to make it dark as shit where you go, oh, this is an evil motherfucker. Again, like Wolf Creek. Right. When he points to the fucking just body cavity on the wall and goes, yeah, that one's almost used up or whatever the fuck he says in yeah. that movie. And, That's how you do that. And Because I was thinking if they had intimated or just had a bag move just slightly and then pass then we know what had happened we didn't have to see the person you know what i mean mm-hmm. we didn't and so it would somehow make it it's both better and worse filmically or right. thematically and they didn't do that they just ruined that whole effect mm-hmm. and then they had to fucking pound it home because i'd already put two and two together because i was like doing the math i'm like oh maybe that oh no i hope that's not you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. if they had just referenced and had a slightly moving bag that expired or something, that would have been even more horrific, but it would have allowed me to watch the movie and not say, fuck this movie in the neck. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah. It, it just, it lacked the, the few things that I liked about his other movies. Mm-hmm. And even the interstitial... Uh, all right, I do want to get back to Sithead. Yeah. Sickhead. Because I... I do not want to take anything away from uh, the actor, Pancho Mahler. Oh, dude, he's, he fucking killed it. He is fantastic in this, mm-hmm. in this role, just as this character. You take the swastika painted off his belly, and it's even better. Yeah. But he, he's fucking fantastic. And this actually... That motherfucker's ripped, too. And this has one of the uh, examples where I was saying that filmically that Rob Zombie was learning... Mm-hmm. Because when Sherry Moon's hiding in that ba- disgusting ass bathroom, yeah, it gives us establishing shots. Yes, and it builds this sort of tension of her. Again, it's a well worn scene. Somebody hiding in a bathroom stall. Mm-hmm. It's a well worn scene. It, but again, he does it correctly. And I like for the, the overhead shot exactly where he's showing all the disgustingness, and it's panning over, but not in a like almost midsummery where okay, this is taking forever. No, just enough to go. Hey, look. It's setting the disgusting ass scene. Mm-hmm. And when she's sitting there and knowing that Sickhead is looking for her and she's sitting on this disgusting ass toilet, it does a quick flash from outside the door because in her frenzy and terror or whatever, she hasn't picked her feet up. 
That's right. It just clearly shows, shows that he can see her feet. Mm-hmm. And the tension that he draws out of that is so fucking good. It Again, just filmically speaking, it's good. Look, as far as the tension release, tension release, his rhythm was spot on. It's like a musician. Obviously, he's a musician because you could feel it in the, the ebb and flow of the movie. And I, and I get that, too. But, yeah. There, it, and pa- what, what kept pulling me out, too, is all I could think of is Clue. In in the room with the clown with the baseball bat. Now he's in the thing with the stuff. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, did Colonel Mustard come in now? God damn it. But again, the one part, uh, I think it was the part that I liked the most about the movie. And it was just, honestly, just a little thing. It's when uh, he's backing Sherry Moon up when she's got the bat after she cracks him in the fucking face. Mm-hmm. She's backing him up in that hallway. And, you know, he's they're speaking Spanish at each other. And he's... Not even like really jabbing the knives at her, just kind of playing with her, toying with her. Yep. And she backs up and he just kind of drops his hands and shuts that door. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm going to go kill your friend now. Uh, You go run and hide. Go hide. Mm -hmm. I loved his performance. The delivery on that was so fucking good, James, that it really irritated me that that was the character. Right. Because that was brilliant acting. But by that time, and what threw me too is he had the Kaiser helmet on for a minute. You know, that helmet. And all I could think of was Blade Runner when they had the toys. You know what I mean? Which I thought was an, a cool homage, but I felt pulled back from the, the sheer physicality of that kid. That, that kid, Sorry, I apologize. For that person's, for that person's role, the, the, the menacing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he did in real life, but he had an athleticism and a menace. And I'm just like, fuck me running. Yeah, fuck because me running. Where, after he... Uh... It kills Levon, or mm. not kills, but stabs the living Christ out of and effectively kills yep. Levon. Uh, Sherry's hiding in that room, and he kicks the door down, which, mm-hmm. again, I know it's movie prop, but whatever. Then he, they show it, too. He's dragging a full-grown woman as a little person, just dragging her by one foot mm-hmm. across this floor. Like, man, this is good. This I, guy is good. I, he I, is menacing as shit. And again, they could have used that. If you, if they would have dealt into dark and gritty, they could have just hinted at clown, just lightly hinted at clown with lighting. Because again, the performance, the, the people that had to perform were doing great with what they were given. And they were menacing in their own right, even without the fucking flesh masks and whatever. If they would have just had them just, again, hinted at the clown and just had them more of a, a real menace, like, hey, we're going to fuck your day up. That is more chilling to me than these chainsaw-wielding hillbilly, you know. In, in between us getting uh, the Nazi sick head and the rapist. brother, yeah, the rapist brothers, uh, schizo and psycho head, they stopped to eat a meal. Yeah. So, and this is another th- uh, problem that I have throughout the entire film. The passage of time is never clear. Mm-hmm. This is supposed to be like, uh, what is it, 12 hours? 13 hours, I thought, maybe. Yeah, so, something like that. Because I'm thinking 13, 31. Blah, yeah, blah, there's blah. a specific number of hours. Mm-hmm. And they're all in the room when Levon, or Levon Levin, whatever yeah. the fuck his name is, dies. And the next thing we're shown is them walking up to like this long table. And it looks like you know like an Alice in wonderland yeah, yeah, spread and table. And then... Uh, Ah, shit, I forget his name. The other, the Jamaican guy. Freddie Boom Boom Washington. Yeah. 
I forget his I forget his name in the film. It doesn't matter. It, it, fucking panda. Panda. That's right. Everybody else is like, no, we're not eating this meal that these psychos left out for us. And he's like, well, I need to survive and I need to eat, so fuck it. And it's like, all right, man, I, I can suspend my disbelief because, you know, all this. I understand what this movie is, that it's supposed to be all this crazy shit. But if you're trying to ground it in spots, too, nobody's eating any of this. What the fuck is happening? Right, this is dumb as shit. Because I'm thinking, oh, there's hallucinogens in here, and fucking Panda's going to start wigging out and maybe going after somebody, because that would have been cool. Uh-huh. Like, he ate that, and then um, Hillbilly Jim had some, too. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, maybe they're going to midsummer and they're going to get all wigged out. No. No, it's... The, char- the character in their party that had previously died and he's just under a plate glass thing with his ribs missing because they fed him this body. Yeah. How did they get a chance to cook all that shit and exactly. get the that's body why, staged? And- that's why like, I can suspend my disbelief for some of this film. When it gets into you know the more bonkers, violent, whatever, that's fine. I can suspend disbelief for this uh, insanity. But you're not even making sense on your timeline. Like, um, unless these super rich people have like a, a John Wick style cleanup and setup system. Yeah, but even then, like they're they, dropping their little gold coins. They, they happen to just run up behind this party whose longtime friend has just died and they yeah. they're soldiering on to leave him in this room. So they run in, grab the body, uh, cut it up cook it and then make a uh, elaborate spread and with a glass case with his body underneath. Yeah, cuz you know they they they're, they're going to pivot just a tiny bit. Huh? Yeah, I know. It's fucking dumb. It looked kind of cool. So we're introduced then to again uh Schizo and Psychohead. They're the uh Super embracing of the clown, rapist, hillbilly, mm-hmm. uh, 100% Rob Zombie characters. Mm-hmm. I hated this portion of the film. Again, I didn't think anything they said was funny. Zero sense of humor. It doesn't, it lacked that. No, it, they, they were over the top, but not quite over the top enough. No, again, it's the childish juvenile writing of, yeah. we're going to fuck your pussy hole. We're going to fuck your little brown butthole. Like, again, none of that is extreme or uh, yeah. whatever. It's just offensive for the sake of being offensive. Kind of prurient. Yeah, it's 16-year-old shithead mentality. Mm-hmm. It's not scary. Scary is, again, calling back to speak no evil. Like, why are you doing this? Because you let me. Yep. That's what's scary. Oh, that these movie, these fucking it. jack wagons, not at all. Mm-hmm. But long story short, uh, the group kills them mm-hmm. as well. And, and let's take a look at another another son of this movie. Is the victims aren't victim. We don't give a fuck. You know, just a couple. We're short a couple meth people. Uh huh. They they nothing human about them. Because remember, I told you you don't have to be likable, but they have to be human. And they're not human enough, and they're not cartoony enough. No, it's like would you fucking pick a lane and just roll with it? Because when when he does pick one lane and runs with it, fucking I I enjoy it. his aesthetic. I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I enjoy the way he puts things together. I like the way his stuff looks. Yeah, the falling on a chainsaw and just absolute gore. Like, Hell yeah. I don't think that part was shot very well, but had they shot that a little better and actually kind of showed us besides moving mm-hmm. the camera all around because 
they, it might have been out of necessity because they might not have had the budget or whatever. Right. I, I understand the reasoning behind it, but if you're going to do that, fucking show it to me. Yeah. Because stuff is, like I said, the, the whole idea, the, that should not be seen. Yeah. Chainsaw. Fuck yeah, give me chainsaws. Yeah, you're going to cut cl- chainsaw clown's head off? Cool. Yeah. And that part was cool, mm-hmm. I guess. But then another long lapse in time where we don't know what's going on because they introduce all of the heads Mm -hmm. and then they disappear and let the group wander around a little. Yeah, I thought it was going to be, again, more towards the running man they make the second Exactly, it's running man. It's introduction of the, the boss fight. Right. It's like the remake of Death Race. Yeah. You know, 40K. Wanted in six states for murder or this, that, and the other thing. Fucking camp it up for me, goddammit. Just fucking commit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we, I guess we get move on because there's the little interstitial parts where they're all looking beat up and fucked up. Mm-hmm. And uh, next we're introduced to uh, Death Head and Sex Head. <laughs> Jesus. The, the tall German from... Uh, Big Lebowski and... And Tommy Pickles. And and yeah, and world-renowned voice actress, and uh, also just regular actress, Mm -hmm. but world-renowned voice actress, E.G. Daly. Fucking... The minute I I saw her on screen, I'm just like, I I don't care. This This is... Whatever the fuck she does is okay with me. No, she's great. Yeah. Her performance? Great. Hell yeah. Fantastic. She she committed. Uh Uh-huh. When she's taunting and stabbing a bearded friend in that mm-hmm. hallway. Again, I didn't really care for it, the way it was shot because it was shot in strobe. Yeah. Which I never... That's a personal thing of mine. I just don't like it. But if you're going to shoot strobe, he shot it correctly. Mm-hmm. It was well shot for what it was. Yeah, but fuck strobe. No, I know. But, I mean, again, the evolution of him just as a filmmaker. Yeah. Like, yeah, you did that correctly. Good job, Rob Zombie. Well, I'm glad we're talking about some of the things that were passable or that we like because eg daily can do no motherfucking wrong no and she is fantastic absolutely because she could have gone in 20 different directions but the direction she went in was just tonally perfect and and the scheme of who she was working with was absolutely amazing they were working off each other and i mean it could have just been a a one-shot size difference Mm -hmm. but the way that they were moving in, intermingling and and they were interreacting while they were and so that showed a lot of acting chops and I fucking loved it. However, <laughs> the characters themselves, like, oh, I get it. She's the one woman murderer, so she has to be sex head again. It's yeah. the same with the Nazi thing. You're te- kind of telling on yourself there, Rob, mm-hmm. and what your sensibilities are. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we're moving on, to, not moving because on. Because they could have 86. Death head. But before that, they could have 86 the Nazi symbolism with the first one, right? Mm-hmm. Intimated with, with Big Tall Nordic. Just intimated. You know, that he was, you know, we could have inferred that maybe he was uh, an experiment gone wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah, something. And then. Just, then E.G. Daly's just E.G. Dailing the fuck out of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Sex Head just irritated me, yeah. Yep, and uh, just Death Head in general. I I, I don't think, again, it's not remember. cool or off the wall or fucking, look at this bananas thing. 
It's a tall, blonde German man shouting shit in a tight t-shirt and a pink tutu. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Again, that's not like off-the-wall nuts. It's not like a fucking psycho gore man when you're like, what the fuck is this? And it's not even visually contrasting enough to be outrageous. No, exactly. It's it's uh, edgelord bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's a juvenile mind thinking like, oh, what's the craziest thing we can think of? What if he's a, a tall German dude who shouts and likes to kill people, but he wears like a tutu? Yeah. Okay. And then next year... Give when, him some goggles. And then next year when we start high school creative writing, then we can come up with actual ideas. <laughs> But even with shitty ideas, had they been visually better or more tonally mm-hmm. within a, a, like Rob Zombie's thing, could have worked. It just didn't. No, and again, I like the tension building of uh, Meg Foster coming out with that big fucking chainsaw. Fuck yeah. And uh, Deathhead just being like, oh, I'm so scared. Uh, whatever. Because mm-hmm. all these guys are just complete fucking maniacs. All the all heads right. are not afraid of death. They welcome everything, every mm-hmm. form of death. And her thing, her chainsaw runs out of gas. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of chuckles and then goes back to beating uh, uh Panda. Yeah, Freddie Boom Boom Washington. Uh-huh. Again, it was that tension of, oh, shit, her one weapon that she had is out of gas. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are they going to do? Yes. And and some of the action scenes were well well shot. I'm just like, ooh. When, when they were fighting the Chainsaw Dudes, I was like, okay. They're parrying and then whacking them a couple times, you know? And Or the fight scenes with the big mall where, was it Death Head? Yeah. Swinging that giant ass fucking hammer looking thing. Uh huh. That was gorgeous, man. And that's one of the reasons I enjoy horror movies now is for the action scenes. Mm hmm. If I can take out the idea of the, I finally got past that this is an art and the horrific violence we're seeing is depicted on screen is an art as opposed, you know, I could separate it from violence now. So I have, I've grown to appreciate that through these movies, but they just fucked it all up. You know, all the good things they did, they just fucked it up. Exactly. And it's right after this that Panda dies. And once again, I would like to point out, I'm not calling Rob Zombie a racist. But as soon as the only two black characters are dead, then we get our uh, remaining group mm-hmm. in, in a very wide shot. of Like, oh, so all the white characters are alive. Let, let's get rid of those... Uh, pesky minorities Mm -hmm. again it's i don't know if that was intentional i don't know if he meant to do any of that but again it just kind of shows me your sensibilities Mm -hmm. i'm not saying they have to make it all the way to the end we all know sherry zombie is going to be the one at the end because the final girl yeah because she's sherry moon in a fucking rob zombie movie hell yeah but the the absolute need to kill them off first yeah early yeah hmm I don't want to be in any of their movies. No. I mean, you could have kill- easily just killed off Meg Foster. Yeah. <sighs> Would have been just fine. So this is uh, after they killed Deathhead and uh, slit Sexhead's fucking throat. Yeah. Which, again, good shot. It's, a, it's one of those scenes of tremendous violence that you're like, yeah, yeah, man, you did it the right way. Hell yeah. That was fucking gnarly. Mm-hmm. 
So more uh, uh, unknown amounts of time pass. Yeah. And so they are trying to figure out who they should, the uh, game runners, the wealthies, mm-hmm. are trying to figure out who they should uh, put forward as their next murderer. Mm-hmm. And they go through a, like a short roster and they decide to go with Doomhead, Richard Brake. Mm-hmm. Who is just nailing the absolute shit out of Ginger Lynn. Mm-hmm. In a very Rob Zombie way, though. Mm-hmm. To where, again, it's not cool or edgy that he's just yelling fuck yep. repeatedly. Like, that doesn't make your movie harder or like, oh, man, that's crazy. He's just kind of yelling fuck. Yeah. For the sake of yelling fuck. And it, it doesn't Which happens happen. quite a few times in this. Yeah, and, and again... If there would have been a dread that he was about to do something transgressive now, oh wait, he's fine. Yeah, if he's a, if he killed that woman, right? Like if he's um, a psycho that's satiated by his once yearly, and he's going to be good for another year, but he gets the call again and gets the bloodlust and says, it, "Well, it, yeah, it was the well, I didn't really plan on working this year." And we don't right. hear the other end of the phone call, but presumably they offer him like more money. Yeah, and then he asks for double. Yeah. And and the thing is, would you see the switch kind of turn because he's a great actor? If they, it would have turned all the way and on the way out, just snapped her neck. Oh, because he was fine up until then. There was a little bit of dread: is he gonna fuck her up? Is he not? But if he would have committed to, okay, now I'm crazy again. Switch turned on, killed Ginger Lynn in the movie. I would have been like, fuck. Because you are absolutely right. Since he is a fantastic fucking actor as soon as he hangs up the phone you he- you see the switch mm-hmm. because he's no longer in whatever whoever he is in daily life yeah now this boy. is business yeah it, but the lines that he's given to say again are so childish and juvenile that like man you can write this shit but you can't say it because mm-hmm. it sounds ridiculous he sounds like a cartoon character but not a well-written one mm-hmm <laughs> Well, what am I supposed to do? She asked. Well, you can put your fingers in your dripping wet twat and finish yourself off, or you can get the fuck out of here. I don't really care. Like, all right. Yeah. I, I guess. Like, yeah, I get that he's kind of a scumbag with gross, bad teeth, but like, yeah, either kill her or have him completely composed as just a regular man in mm. everyday life who has this insane job mm-hmm. once a year. Yep, Be- because that would have that would have cranked that dread up to about fifty for me. Because we saw the acting happen. Boom. Okay, now if he fucking completely psychos out and just casually kills her without a thought, I gotta go to work. Boom. Yeah, and. Walks off. And like I said, and since he would have been like a normal guy in regular society, he... Little sidebar. Do they have all of these people living in this town nearby this facility that they can just very easily get to? I don't know. he says, know. I'll be there in 90 minutes. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway. Don't know. So we see him show up and he looks like fucking Snake Plissken. <laughs> Oh, God, yeah. With his shades and slick back hair. It's like, man, what the fuck are you guys doing? Surrounded know. on all sides by these guards that we didn't really know existed. This much must be the cleanup crew or, like, the assistants. And, yeah, it tells them, like, well, take the rest of the night off, gentlemen. 
because mm-hmm. I've got this. Or how much time am I working with? And they tell them four and a half hours. Mm-hmm. I could kill your entire family in that much time. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, all right. Well, that was kind of shitty writing, but I get what you were going for, that he's this fucking psychopath. Mm-hmm. And then to sit and put on clown makeup to classical music. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's been done. And then they punch made him fun in of s- it in Seinfeld. And punch himself in the face about 10 times, like fucking wail on his face. I'm like, nobody does that. You, you're physically impossible. Yeah, no, your body won't let you do that. Yeah, you, it, you, it, you can't. I mean, I, I, I suppose you can get one in. Uh-huh. But he's just like, bat, bat, bat. He fucking Ed Norton himself like seven, eight times. Tap, 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 tap. So this is a little thing that I'll point out just because it really irritated me. In that scene where he's putting on his, what ends up being like the crusty, flaky looking makeup. I'm surprised they didn't have Pagliacci going on in the background. No, I'm saying that's exactly, they did this exact scene in Seinfeld. Mm Mm-hmm. In the Pagliacci episode, yeah. So, um, his face is just completely white. Uh Uh-huh. Whited out. When he catches Sherry Moon in that house in the end, he's got the blacked out eyes. Yep. Again, it just inconsistencies, like that doesn't make any fucking sense. Mm -hmm. But anyway... So they have him dressed up, and again, it's a total ripoff of the fucking Joker. Because he had a suit on for no goddamn reason. Uh-huh. He'd never shown up in a suit. He wasn't introduced in a suit at no time. Have no, we he's ever... got like a long, cool peacoat on. Yeah, so I'm like, well, fuck, keep keep that same motif. What the fucking out of it? And a suit out of no goddamn wear. Uh-huh. Ah! Yep. And so he uh, stabs Meg Foster from behind mm-hmm. and gives... What, again, if you were 16, would be like a really like, ooh, look at this cunning, just vile man who's also eloquent and can talk about, I can't even remember what he fucking says to her, but it's dumb as shit. Mm-hmm. It's not edgy. It's not cool. It's not smart. He just kind of stabs a woman. But again, the I know it's really easy to do, but watching him drag a knife up her torso, mm-hmm. not just stab her a couple times, but stab and then up twist and then release like man good instincts there though i gotta Mm -hmm. give you that that's good instincts because it makes it fucking sickening yes oh this movie dude this fucking movie so after that uh beardy mcfuckface and sherry moon are just all sorts of fucked up Mm -hmm. and there's another part that bothered me i have to backtrack a little when they're deciding who to grab, and they say, well, we'll get Doomhead. He's never let us down. I would hope not. If this man's been killing for you for however long, mm-hmm. these are three beat up, tired, been stabbed multiple times, and beat to shit, all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope this guy can fucking kill them. What are you talking about? And what irritated me the fucking most, well, no, well, one of the top three, is beating into the head. This is how much time, 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 time. Never let us down. Never let us down. Time, time, time. Oh, time's up. Yeah, what is this? The purge? Oh <laughs> fuck! I guess I'm putting this away. And like he ripped she, off the purge. At like the end. they're gonna let her go because she's witnessed all of this. There's gotta be forensic evidence every goddamn motherfucking place. Right. I mean, they do edit that at the end with him just, like, meeting her on his own time in the desert. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that in just a moment. We also missed the part where uh, Meg Foster has the dream about the two murder rape I put that out of my fucking mind, because fuck that. 
uh-huh. goddamn scene in the neck. As there much is as- no reason for it. <clears throat> Absolutely no reason, except for that he's trying to introduce the thought of a supernatural element that we don't die, we never die. Yeah, and you know, again, cheap. It's- it was... Yes, that is the lowest hanging fruit. Because I hate this as much as you hate the the idea of, oh, they were really witches. That's that fucking thing that bothers me the most. Again, this one, this movie doesn't even get once, because I say you get once if it's done well in service to the movie. This was just like, ha ha, we did it, fuck you. Yeah. I'm like, ah, no, kick this movie in the neck. It didn't matter. You were trying to introduce a supernatural element that all of these psycho killers are these immortal beings, almost like uh, something wicked this way comes. Mm-hmm. But they're not. You just mm-hmm. did it in a dream sequence and they went, nah, never mind. Aha. Uh-huh. Why? We, we got gotcha. you. Why? Why the fuck did you... See what we just did there, huh? Did you see what we just did? Yeah. We did that thing and we got you. Oh, wait, so... Are they immortals? No. You just uh-huh. backed off on your own premise, dipshit. Because then that would have been like, oh, fuck. Uh-huh. Like, oh, well, this is... Vampiric or, you know, something. Yeah. And the, they, all of the, the wealthy people, that's how they've accumulated all this wealth. They are vampires. Yeah, that's why they're stuck in these powder blue wigs, but they have to go out into regular society, so they're changing back into whatever at the end. Mm-hmm. That these demons that w- or whatever, that they're demons and they enjoy killing for whatever reason. Because that would have been interesting, because the idea of vampires doing regular shit, we always see them dressed up and doing whatever and cool vampire shit, but there's got to be times in a vampire's lives where they've got to just pass for about 10 minutes. Yeah. And we got to see their path. And that would have made that fucking cool because I'd never really thought of that concept before. Like, off-time vampires. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. But, yeah, they didn't even do that. No. And, in fact, or they case in point, they showed all of the, the three wealthy individuals getting redressed to go back out into a regular society, but never showed us them in regular society. society yeah. Uh, so, uh, one of the other... Major points of contention. This is for me. This is one of the uh, things that I had major issues with. Is uh, Beardy McFuckface and Sherry Moon escape out and whatever, and uh, Doomhead shows up and gives them this long, stupid fucking speech and says, uh, "The outside world is now open. Prepare or feel free to roam about the grounds," and hmm. disappears. So they're beat, stabbed. Just absolutely fucked up. Mm-hmm. And Beardy McFuck, they find this release hatch. that There's no way people in that condition would have been able to open. Mm-hmm. But whatever, again, I will suspend my belief. Doesn't matter. They manage this thing open, and he tells Sherry, like, yeah, go, run, you go first. Mm-hmm. I-, I can't make it down there. Mm-hmm. At no point have we been shown him not being able to move. He was right. just moving. Right. And he, what the fuck are you talking vigorously. about? Vigorously. Yeah. I'm like, what, what, what's going to happen when he goes down there? He, he can't get down there? For what reason? Mm-hmm. That he's too injured? Well, he has made it on this long-ass trek. It's not like they're showing him like slumping down on this thing like due to loss of blood and saying like i i literally i can't make it do you know why this irritated me that much too it irritated me about as much as it did you but i was irritated because he then tried to fight back afterwards and on top of that this is where in D D, if you if the 
person running the thing has a character in there, then weird shit will happen. Like, I can't go down there, man. I can't go down there. Why? Because I need to separate the party, and I can't think of any other fucking reason to do it. So, yeah, my wounds are too great. I can't jump. They're fucking not. You were just clanging people with your crowbar two seconds ago. Fuck you. You can jump down. And again, had they shown him, like, slump over, fall down, and say, I'll do my best, and then, like, meagerly fight, which I guess he does meagerly fight because he only, like, swings the thing once. Yeah, but if you you watch, like, in a lot of movies, you know, like, you can see somebody's grievously wounded with just the spleen shot. You can see him holding it to their abdomen going, dude, the minute I let go, we're fucked. Yeah. Now, if you'd have done that, now, yeah, I could get ah, this fucking movie. But yet, none of that was established. It was just, I can't go down there. I'm hurt too badly. Well, that's not what you just showed us. You just showed us him traversing. I Again, the geography's wonky and the time's wonky. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how long or how far they've traveled. But it, again, this was an, another movie's wonky time, wonky space is part of. The unease of it. I wasn't uneasy. I was irritated. And there's a huge difference. Because you're not telling us when time is passing. It is a timed event. Mm-hmm. You should let us know, like, even like a, a 11 o'clock or right. one of the interstitials, like, you know, 2.30 a.m., mm-hmm. 6.30 a.m., something to give us a timeline. Because they of- initially did that one hours past, two hours have passed. It's been blah, blah, blah. And, that, and then they fucking stop doing that. Right, they do it, but, like, uh, I believe it's when it's just Sherry Moon and Beardy McShitbag. They say, like, uh, four and a half hours left or something. Or, oh, it's when they're playing California Dreamin'. Uh-huh. But again, well, why did it take them so long to get here? What were they doing? Again, mm-hmm. it's not showing them, like, resting and recuperating. It's just kind of nonstop bullshit. And then all of a sudden, several hours have passed. Right, and we don't know what happened in the interstitials. Yeah, had you said, like, oh, this is a two-hour game that we're going to play. Cool, fit it all in in this two hours. That's great. Yeah. But when you're giving me a 12-hour span, and then all of a sudden, uh, when Sherry walks down from that ladder that they find, it is night. They are outdoors, and it is dark. Yeah. She gets to the bottom of that ladder, and it's like a... uh, Twilight and dawn. Yeah, it's light outside. It's like a tunnel. Like yeah. a sewer oh, yeah, tunnel yeah. almost. Yeah. Like a sewer drainage. And it's day when she's walking. We don't know how long she was walking. Exactly. Like, what the fuck is going <clears throat> on here? I don't understand. Because in that shape, as fucking beat up as she got and as traumatized as she was, she couldn't have gotten far. No, but yet she is walking looked, lackadaisically through a desert. It looked like noon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because the shadows were weird. Yeah, she uh, shows up in this house, and there's the same like weird marionette setup that was at the gas station. Again, borrowing heavily from Texas Chainsaw. And if you really looked at it, they cut to the two black characters in it. It looked like it was it was set up to mimic the funhouse or the thing that they were just in, which was I was I was like, if they would have showed it at the beginning, that would have been cool. And you really focused on that. And didn't cheat and showed, like, the dead characters down, the dead puppets down. If they started the movie with that, that would have been cool. Because then I was like, oh, fuck, it was like the beginning of the movie. They ended the movie with it. How'd they fucking build it with the characters dead in it? Mm -hmm. I'm like, fuck you, movie. Mm -hmm. Fuck you. Exactly. 
So uh, Sherry Moon wanders into this house, sees that setup, and realizes that, oh, the gas station we were at that had this, this guy must be in on it, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. I'm doomed. It's right. the It's the I'm doomed. Uh, speaking of doom, Doomhead shows up, gives a very, uh, I hate to keep repeating it this way, but juvenile monologue. Mm-hmm. Uh, not very well written whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You know, lights his ceremonial cigar and is screaming in her face about, uh, look into the eyes of a true champion because he's killed everybody before. Mm-hmm. And it, it gives the line, it's time to die now. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. Again, it's delivered fine. But again, the right you can write this shit. Or when they were fucking it. arguing, he was trying to make a point, and she made a counterpoint that was. And I'm like, you're not Tarantino. Don't even try. Just no, no. Just this is awkward. The only real good exchanges is if you spoke some Spanish. The exchanges between Sherry Moon and and the, and the, the Hitler guy. Uh huh. I'm you know, I, I'm gonna eat you for breakfast, bitch. And he's like, "Come on, little man, fucking! If you wanna go, come and get me. Mm-hmm. If you could reach that far, you know." And they're the shit that they're saying. I'm like, "Oh damn! Oh snap! That was some great interplay." Mm-hmm. If, but I think that was off the cuff because Sherry Moon can speak Spanish. Right, but with what I'm saying is that the, I, I touched on it earlier. Doomhead with his white makeup now blackened. Uh, makeup mm. eyes and the vague blood smear across mm-hmm. his face yeah this is a hundred percent a joker ripoff it is and it's not even a, a i thought maybe they were going to do a little well, like 12 years later like a little touch you know maybe a little the redder lips from the blood i was i would give it that but, but yeah the red lips from the blood i'd give it that but then when it's smeared mm-hmm. and then the coal eyes yeah i'm the, like in the cracking white makeup not yeah. Mm-hmm. Full on, like plaster white, like a clown, like a grease paint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shiny, you'd expect it to be. Now, yeah, eh. trying to give like an eloquent, measured speech from a psychopath. Again, right. it's the fucking Joker. Mm, yeah, it seems like they barely even tried to hide it. No, and it went beyond homage to ripoff. Quite frankly, yeah, because I don't mind. I don't mind something that is just a constant pastiche of. Hey, I love this and I love that, and you're gonna look at this because I love this, and you're gonna look at that because I love this. I love that because even if the movie sucks, I got to see the director's passion. Mm-hmm. This is just this kind of look cool. That stuff blowed up real good. Yeah, I'm like, come on, please give me something. Yep, and then it is a voice over the intercom saying, uh, "Weapons down, weapons down. Time is up." Yeah, fuck that uh-huh like you said these people are beat up dragged out all he's got to do is go up and just pop them one good in the fucking dome and they're gone well, in case in point he does crack sherry moon right in the face right but it's your job time's a ticking i don't care how crazy you are it's your job you've done it more than once yeah you know that time is of the essence you asked for the time right and now Yet, you've just lost track of time. You somehow fucked it up. Mm-mm. No. Cheap, cheap story writing. Yep, and he just kind of gets up and walks away and walks out of the house. Yeah, like like we even believed for a second that it was a question. In my head, it was a question of who. Yeah. And this who is, and how. 
this is where we get the real uh, unnecessarily long because I think they were trying to pad it of like Malcolm McDowell and the older women like un- yeah. Yeah, de- yeah. de-dressing from their uh, mm-hmm. weird uh, game that they have going on, putting on regular clothes. Again, this would have been a, a point to show us them out in regular life. Like, who are these people? Are they super duper wealthy? Is it these weird hermits? Are mm-hmm. they public facing anything uh, illuminati anything yeah. because anything uh, because again if they were a serial killer crew against these fucking badasses and at the end of the movie this still happened what i would would have made a beautiful ending if they would have rocky toot it man mm-hmm. and they both just stabbed each other at the same time mm-hmm. then nobody wins everybody wins fucking all the bad people are gone and then maybe i don't know you can see, you know, you go, you cut back to Malcolm and the ladies counting up more cash or, you know, the Illumin- masked Illuminatus going, hmm, where will we go now? This one's burnt down, <laughs> you know? Right. Or like Malcolm McDowell hearing a confession because like, oh, he's a priest. Oh, shit. <gasps> oh, Anything. that would have been the shit, or, homie. Or just something. Yeah. Who are these people? And again, I, I talk a lot about how like the unknown is fine for horror. Right. And I guess that's fine had you left it at the powdered wigs. Mm-hmm. But showing them dressing down into uh, regular people in a regular society, mm-hmm. it breaks that for me. And not letting Malcolm choose scenery. Fuck you for that. Mm-hmm. God damn it. You got Malcolm in your living room. I don't want... I, part of me wants to hear him go, yeah, anyway, I went out and bought a new Buick today. Just to hear it. Yeah. I've heard it. I'm done. But I don't want to see it on movie. Yeah, if, if I've got Malcolm McDowell in my movie, he's doing some shit. <laughs> oh, how much? How much bigger can you go, Malcolm? Mm-hmm. Can you go bigger? How about bigger? What is the biggest you've ever gone? Go past that. Yeah. Why? Because really? I only got you for forty-five minutes. Just fucking chew everything. Leave yeah. your teeth marks on everything in this goddamn room. Do it. Be Malcolm. Uh huh. Hey, could you really Nick Cage it up for us? I mean, like. Full when Nick Cage gets full blown cage rage, Ooh. do the Malcolm McDowell version of that. Ooh, yeah, that's what I want to see. Uh huh. No, so, they get him and blah blah blah. Hello, yes, I'm going to put five million dollars on that. Okay. On what exactly? I don't that know. she survives. That, that Doomhead kills them. Uh, who's paying this out? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. I don't understand this game. Because nobody matched his. Uh, okay, I'll see your five and raise your five. Oh, the uh, older lady does. She says, uh, "I see your bet, and I double it." Remember, she puts the oh, pushes right. that whole like cask into the pentagram. That's right. Thing lame, so, lame, lame, lame. Uh, I kind of both love and hate the very, very end of this film, and I love it because I love a uh, real dark, depressing ending mm-hmm. because it. Ends with Doomhead. She, uh, Sherry Moon is wandering through the desert, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, next to death. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the uh, reverse of uh, Texas Chainsaw. I was just thinking that as she was walking. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Doomhead pulls up in this van behind her and gets out. He's clearly just going to kill her on his own time. Yeah. But maybe not, because they asked Malcolm McDowell what they're going to do with her, and he says, oh, we don't know quite yet. Right. So what the fuck is he all pissed off about? He's clearly still going to get paid to kill this woman. 
I don't know. Okay, either way, I love dark, depressing, like, endings like this that, yeah, she survived that. She survived that part. Right. And, but her doom is uh, impending. But yep. it never shows it. I love that open-ended, because she forms the fist. Like mm-hmm. you said, it could have been a Rocky Two situation. I guess it's kind of implied. But I love just the, uh, like, oh. That's a motherfucker kind of endings. And I, I have, I've grown to appreciate a bleak ending. Bleak. That was the word I was looking yeah. for and I couldn't think of. Sorry. Thank you. I, I'm good for something. But I appreciate a bleak ending if I give a figgity fuck about anybody. I care nothing. Again, this 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 gone on. I've, it happened to me in a couple movies. But they absolutely don't flesh out and humanize any of these characters and the only other way to go is to cartoon them, and they didn't cartoon them enough. No, they, they didn't go over the top enough. So I've got, wacky. I've got nothing. That I, okay, so he kills or he doesn't kill her. It's either going to take a while or it's not. Who the fuck cares? Right. And again, the bleak ending, yeah. I love. The thing that I fucking hate about the ending of this is because it's once again Rob Zombie reaching into his bag and recycling his same bullshit. It was Oh, uh, Devil's Rejects ended with them just gunning it toward police in a firefight while Freebird plays. Mm-hmm. That classic rock aesthetic, like, okay, it was cool that once. The Thelma and Louise? Yeah, now you're going to end it with Dream On. Again, you're just dipping back into your usual bag of tricks and mm-hmm. not providing us anything new. This is the same gimmick that you've done before, and you did earlier in the film with, was it Foghead or whatever the fuck plays at the beginning of this? Yep. Like, man... You're Nazareth, reci- maybe. <clears throat> I don't remember. You're recycling your own bullshit. But if you... Here's the deal. If you're recycling your own stuff, I think it's passable if you discovered it and you you like you almost had it and you feel like you can do it better and you've got a whole new way to do it and then fucking do it. Now, this is what I was trying to do with that thing. I fucking love that because yeah, this I've was, seen I, some Yeah, it was it could have been a, you know, I was inexperienced when I made these movies. Like mariachi. Yeah, I, I've gotten a lot more technically sound, and this is what I'm... You are absolutely right. Mm-hmm. This fucking crescendo of some old classic rock song mm-hmm. from the era that you go, oh, shit. But he didn't improve upon it. No, he just did the same thing. Yeah, it worked before. Fuck it. Let's throw it in. Yeah. What song are we picking? Oh, well, what did we do last time? We did Velvet Underground. Oh, let's get rockier. Yeah, this got more... Yeah, let's, let, let's get 70s. Okay. Yankee Mike mode. Fuck this. Yep. I'm sorry. I, 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 I've said fuck this about as many times as no. you, you compared it to the Joker. But fuck this movie and it's Joker ripoff. And I, I was kind of saving this to the end, but we alluded to it very much at the beginning. It's The Running Man. Mm-hmm. This movie is The Running Man. Much like Midsummer is The Fucking Wicker Man. Mm-hmm. This is Running Man. Yeah. Running Man with a little clue. Uh-huh. Yeah. But without all the things that made Running Man fun, like yeah. Jesse Ventura. Or the expl- explanation of how the game works. Yes. The slight explanation. The dystopian world around it. <clears throat> and, and in addition Richard to... Richard Dawson. Have, like, I was expecting in this movie, for some reason, there are going to be five rooms and five heads. There wasn't. Now, I don't know if it was budgetary constraints, but if this movie would have extended out to a couple more heads and separated their 
zones more and had an actual out mechanism, you know, even with the bullshit that I didn't like about it, the movie would have actually worked for me. Mm-hmm. I can't even... I can't even do this as a party movie in the background for the wild visuals because I've, I've got better visuals from other movies. I, I was thinking about this too and I wanted to make this comparison yeah. and see what you thought. Uh, you could watch this and again, we watch a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. So if you watch this and went, oh, that's fucking metal, I guess. Yeah. You want to watch a metal-ass gory movie? Watch the Evil Dead remake. Hell Yeah. That's how you do this incredible violence, mm-hmm. fucking metal. And, and give us a reason to stay there for it. To where it's over the top and you mm-hmm. have no choice but to sit back and go, Jesus Christ, it's raining blood. Well, they did it. And it's- keep us invested in the meantime. Uh-huh. It's like, I'll, it's like uh, I've, I've said it before, I'll say it again, it's like uh, bedazzling a garbage can. It's shiny and pretty, but it still smells like shit inside. Exactly. So the the ways of, I think we almost have a checklist on how to make movies better. Pay the writers, get outside of yourself, and pay somebody to write your movie for you. Mm-hmm. You or, can have a story by, but let someone else write it. Absolutely. Or pick a tone and run with it. Pick a tone that's comfortable for you, that you know inside and out, and just see, make I would, me be there. I, I'm going to push back on that only a little in the case of Rob Zombie, because Rob Zombie's pick a tone is the exact same tone every single time. It's the white trash, right. hillbilly, whatever. And again, I get it. That's your aesthetic. That's your brand. Branch out. Okay, but I mean... He did with, I mean... I've Lord's personally purchased six ACDC albums. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy each and every one. And they're the same goddamn album every time. And if they put out, if they posthumously put out another one tomorrow, I would purchase that ACDC album because it's AC fucking DC. Uh, where do you land on ACDC? Are you a fan of one singer or all? Here's the deal. I drop um, off hard after Bon Scott. I write and I get you. But, um, the... The new, the the newer singer for ACDC, Brian Johnson, came out in what eighty one. I think eighty flat out eighty eighty. Okay, I think Back in Black was nineteen eighty. Gotta understand, I had heard the albums before because I had an older cousin, but I was twelve. Right, uh, Brian Johnson to me has a little bit of like people say that they sound alike. I no, disagree wholly because Bon Scott's got more of like the snotty. Like I consider Bon Scott ACDC. Equally as punk rock as the Ramones. Oh hell yeah, and but in in his he actually has a tone with his yelling. Okay, there's a tone. There's a there's a like almost a bass hint there, whereas his is more of a falsetto scream. But the thing is, when the new singer came on, was Brian? I forgot his name. Brian Johnson. Yeah, Brian Johnson came on. That's when it was on the radio all the fucking time. I go to the roller rink. Goddamn ACDC had the shirt. God mm, fuck. But I'm saying, if you're good at that, <laughs> try one or two, and if it doesn't work for you, give me more of what I liked, and and I'll watch your. I'll pay. I'll pay to see your next one. Cause why? Cause it's fucking Rob Zombie. It's gonna be some hillbilly meth heads killing each other. Let's fucking do this. You know, it's, it's gonna have some bitching music. All right. I say, but that I I've come to learn that I think Rob Zombie's 
like total aesthetic mm-hmm. because his music's kind of that too. It's kind of the dirt baggy, yeah, whatever kind of trash. Yeah, that I don't like it. I personally do not like it. And when you couple that with the flat out just offensiveness of what he thought would be edgy and cool, uh-huh. with the bad writing of all of these films of mm-hmm. his that I've seen. Fucking super duper pass on anything from Rob Zombie from here until the end of eternity. I don't need it ever mm. again. Unless something came out and they said, holy shit, Rob Zombie pulled this out of his ass. I don't know how he did it. I'd be like, what? Yeah, then I would go check it out. If like I had heard from you know reputable sources and horror fans that like, yeah. no, like he, it's the same kind of aesthetic, but a new approach. And he, some, he nailed it. I'd be there. But yeah, yeah it would take, it would take a, it would take some work for me to go see another one. Yeah, or again to listen to any of Rob Zombie's tunes. Mm. Honestly, like yeah, Dragula's fine. Yeah, Thunder Kiss '65. I still will contend is a decent song. But the thing is, it, it has somehow, with the vast ability to get whatever song I goddamn want and put it on whatever playlist I want, not on any. Now, White Zombie came on. I'd listen to it. All right. But it's never going to come up on my playlist because it just somehow never found its way there. No. So it's something I will passively listen to if it's there and go, oh, okay. But I'm never going to actively seek it out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think I'm done with all Rob Zombie's uh, endeavors from here on out. Again, I don't mean to disparage people. We said this when we did Midsummer. Yeah. I don't like it. Right. That doesn't mean that you have to share my feelings. Right. But I really wanted to get out there especially the like yeah i guess it's offensive if you mm. find just being offensive cool because i was half-assed tempted to watch the monsters i i kind of thought about it but i've heard that it's not only bad but i'm not familiar enough with the monsters ah, see i grew care. up with them i i could probably if i watched an episode i could probably say every word herman monster said because you know it was before cable right yeah and i mean if that's good then great mm-hmm I'm probably still not going to watch it. And you'd think that, I think, I think Rob Zombie and I are the same age. Uh, I would guess approximately. Yeah, but because, within a year or two. Because, I mean, I was thinking about it when I was thinking about uh, all the, again, what I find offensive and thinking like, I'm almost 40. Like, I'm 37 right now. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't write this and think that any of it was cool or witty or, I, I don't think being offensive for the sake of being offensive is... A positive trait, but I, but think about this too. Rob Zombie was kind of young when he got his musical success. No, that's what I was saying. When I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but yeah. I, I just want to finish the thought. Uh, when realizing that, oh, White Zombie came out in like '85. Yeah, as a band, yeah. I was born in '85. Uh-huh. I graduated high school. Yeah. Yeah. So. That means that this is a man who is markedly older than me, and at the time even was markedly older than myself, writing this. Mm-hmm. Get fucked. And I don't what, care for your sensibilities, and I'm not going to support this bullshit. And what I think happened, too, is that once you hit a certain spot in a career where you're not told no anymore, and you're funding other projects so everybody's helping you out and getting whatever... You kind of, you, you have two choices. You can continue to seek and, you know, expand yourself. Or you can just lock the fuck in. And my brand sells and my brand is me and I'm never going to do anything different, you know, because I got my, he, 
I think he just kind of got stuck at whatever mindset he was in. And through, for whatever reason, and no, through no fault of his own, just, you know, happenstance of life. Luckily, I've never had any great success. Right. And so we, I never had to fight against it. Right. And we talked about it in the Lords of Salem episode. Like, when he tries to break out of that, I don't mm-hmm. think people liked it. Well, because when he did, it, he didn't give us a viable product, I guess. Lords of Salem, if he was trying to branch out, he didn't embrace whatever it is he was trying to go for. Right. Or, and I, again, he's far more successful than I will ever be, but just maybe it wasn't creative enough or mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't want to say smart enough, but like it, it's I that. I think I know it. He didn't trust someone else's talent to put his name to. That's possible, yeah. Okay, because Rob Zombie's Rob Zombie, written by, directed by, cinematography by, pictures by, you know, he said, I'm doing it myself. And once you get to a certain level again, it's easier to trust people earlier in your career because, hey, we don't know what's going to make it, but hey, you know how to do this. Come work with me. Hey, I'm going to write with you. Let's do this thing together. He didn't ever do that. Ever, not fucking once. So, yeah, maybe to kind of let up the reins and say, hey, I'll put my vision to your words. Let's see what we can do with this. Maybe come out with something it, different. It's the same thing that I always say about M. Night Shyamalan. Great director. Take that fucking word processor away from him. Mm-hmm. Let somebody else write this, M. Night. Mm-hmm. Because you're not very good at it. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, again... They have seen far more success than I will ever see. But mm-hmm. M. Night Shyamalan, good director, awful writer. Mm-hmm. The only thing that he ever did was uh, the Bruce Willis movie, The Unbreakable, I think it was. Sixth Sense is a good movie. Oh, that was him? Yeah. Okay, I, I didn't know it was him. Yeah. Because you can tell how much I cared about directors before I started um, reviewing films. Yeah, and uh, Sixth Sense was like his breakout film. Okay. And even then it was... It, the fun story about Sixth Sense is the... Ghost element wasn't thought up until like the fifth or sixth draft. Really? When he went, oh, oh, oh. And again, Sixth Sense, good movie. Yeah. Actually well written. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I, we're, we're going very long. Hey, James, would you recommend 31? Not only no, but fuck no. Absolutely not. Don't watch this. This is trash. Fuck this movie and the horse it rode in on. Hey, James, where can yeah. people find us? They can find us on horrorvomitpodcast at gmail.com. They can find us on the Twitter. They can find <laughs> us on Facebook. They can find us I'm losing on, it. on Instagram. Yeah, that's because the grum. Because, I mean, you can find me on tr- Twitter if you try. The, I don't use it. I, you know why I said Twitter? Because I couldn't remember Instagram, goddamn. <laughs> I sounded awesome. I'm just throwing shit out there. Yeah, I just figured I'd keep talking until it came to me. And it you wasn't. Can, you can find us on Google or... <laughs> yeah, wherever all fine podcasts are casted. Uh, and um, if you are going to any of those, if you wouldn't mind giving us some five stars or a five-word review. Mm-hmm. And Spotify doesn't have a word limit, but longer is better. Sure. I've yes, lost. I'm doing my research. I see. Mm-hmm. Look at you, old smarty pants. T. Uh, also, you can uh, find me sometimes. I've been real. Uh, I've been too busy to do a lot, but uh, you can find me playing Diablo Four on Twitch at horror underscore vomit underscore Chris. Yeah. 
And as always, please, please, please go visit www.becomingemilymovie.com. Oh, give money to the Brad. To the old Bradster. Bring old some acting jobs and production jobs here to the general Michigan area. To, to the... Be smitten with the mitten. Mm-hmm. And then, James, uh, I believe you have a project that I you're compiling. I Is there any do. news on that front? I got the last of my submissions. The only thing that is holding me back is my tech incapabilities. Because when you're doing a zine, you have to figure out for folding and which side gets which half printed. And you have to lay that out. And I'm sure there's an easy way to do it. I haven't discovered it yet. So... I'm I'm going to say about a week before I can get it to the printers. So we should in the next two weeks have a zine. But we got out. a zine coming out. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> and oh. um, this is this is our first entry, but I'm enjoying it, and I will do another one. Oh yeah, what, what did we say? A monthly, I think. I, say I can at, do twelve at, a year at least. Uh, a four issue run at least. Yeah, just so that we don't do one and then crap out on an idea. No, and and also once they come out, if you're not near any place where a zine comes, you can. Uh, I will arrange so that you can send us in. We will mail you one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, does that stuff? Because that's next week. Get my post we, office box, baby. Because we did words. Mm-hmm. We we did the wording. Yes, and I'm going to do more wordings for in-betweenings. The, the typity types. Yeah, with the all the cool clacks. stuff. Although, Kane, uh, God damn, I was with my kids too goddamn long. Uh, on that, why don't we just push the button? Yeah, we should probably do that. Yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, oh boy, this is a long one. Hey. We, we talked for a long time about a movie we hated. I hated this goddamn thing. <laughs> all right. Push the button. I will push the button. Don't fucking... Just How dare you? Thing. Why are you sighing at me, James? Because I'm tired. I want you to. I am tired too. Goodbye, everybody. Terrified. Fuck.